created live on Fireside. Yes. Okay, guys. So welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread for the season opener of the NFL. We're so excited. Um, so excited to have our next guest, Crystal David, on. And she is going to take us through some really amazing things being an NFL spouse. So I'm going to have Cynthia jump on and just uh, give a little intro. But we are so pumped for this show. Crystal, I'm so excited that you are here. And uh, just to give us insight into the NFL, you know, as a spouse, you know, a lot of us that are not um, spouses or have really any connection with being a, you know, uh, having a high profiled husband and then going through it as a young person, it's just, it blows my mind. So I love to hear these stories and it's just, I know it helps other people that are in the same situation. So Cynthia, I'm going to bring you up to put you on. (laughs) So exciting. Yeah, this is so exciting. I am, first of all, I, I definitely want to thank Dominique Sensabaugh for introducing me to Crystal David. I I just feel so blessed to, you know, to know you and to know all the amazing things that you're doing for the league. Um, Crystal is a life and success coach for professional athletes, wives, and partners. And she knows because she's one of us, she has been there. And as Crystal likes to say, it's just different. <laughs> so with today's NFL kickoff, we thought it would be a great time to bring Crystal in to talk about the many things that she does, her playbook, um, which is really a course, it's just really a, a, a lifestyle change, and her po- podcast, um, her playbook podcast. And um, tonight's important because with the NFL kickoff, we have girls that are just coming into the league and they have no idea. We have girls that are wearing new colors in new cities, new teams. They're just getting acclimated. And we have girls that are packing up their U-Hauls and heading somewhere, you know, ready for transition. So Crystal brings just so much great advice. And thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I want to say thank you to Dominique as well. And just thank you to to both of you ladies with everything you're doing with the NFL spread. It's an honor to be a part of this. And for us to just be coming together to fellowship and to serve the our fellow ladies, it, it, it's my privilege. So I'm I'm honored to be here. So thank you guys for doing this and for having me, um, Crystal. Again, you know, thank you for taking the time. So Crystal, I just wanted to dive in, and I know like you're doing so many amazing things. You're a mama five, right? So I, I grew up, I have uh, four siblings and I'm the fifth. So I know the wonderful chaos of that. And I have three kids, but two dogs. So I always say there's five there, um, even though it's not <laughs> five skin kids. Um, it is, you know, it's, it's a lot to juggle and a lot to do with how you're growing your business as well. So I would love for you just kind of to start out and just share your story, share, you know, where you started from and then, uh, you know, being a rookie wife and all of that. If you can just give us a little insight, I would love, uh, you know, for the listeners to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to go way back. It was interesting because, uh, you, as we were promoting for today, um, it said something like navigating the league with five kids. And I'm like, I could not imagine. So I just want to give kudos to the wifeys who are currently in the league, navigating school and moves and uncertainty of where your man's going to be playing and, and if he's playing and just all of the things. Um, I went, oh, are we getting like, is that like a praise? I love it. Yes, it is. That's someone cheering on. Yeah. <laughs> we are celebrating you ladies who have one kid. I always tell women, in my opinion, having five kids, one was the hardest transition. Um, you know, going from a single woman, meaning like I was only responsible for myself and my own happiness and maybe my man's, but, you know, and then to going to a whole human, that responsibility is insane. So once you go through that transition, I feel like whether you have two, five, 10, maybe not the same amount of car seats and money you're spending, but the energy you exert as a mother, I think it's pretty equal. So um, I just want to, you know, shout out the, the mamas who are literally in it because my daughter was born. Um, she was not even, she was one when we retired, when my husband retired. So I didn't go through it. I mean, I know the league changes once you get into like kindergarten and up, cause now you're like, am I gonna uproot my child and all of that, right? So going into my story, um, 
I met my husband when I was going out of high school, going into college, and he was going in as a rookie. So when I think of my NFL experience, it wasn't a wife experience. I was very much the girlfriend. And in hindsight, um, I love that I get to speak into this because I did kind of, I, we got married the year he retired. So I was never actually, I never had a ring. I wasn't a wife during any parts of the NFL experience, but I was wifey, if that makes sense. Like I had baby eventually. Um, I was there at every game. I, I basically lived with him in between my dorms. I, 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 I sacrificed driving like an hour from college just to sleep in an NFL player's bed than a dorm room bed, right? So anyways, so, um, so we met really young and I think that does have a lot to do with my experience because I was so young. And as I've been doing this work with a lot of women who are with athletes, I find that many of us, not all of us, but many of us, we do meet our men in college or sometime when we're babies, if you will. And so I really have a heart for those women. I know we're going to talk on the full spectrum, but I have a heart for the me 10 years ago. My husband's been retired for 11 years now, but I really have a heart for, I wish I knew what I know now back when I was a young 18, 19, 20 something year old and just learning who Crystal was, let alone stepping into a world that forces you to grow up. I don't think people really realize that, you know, when you step into the league life, it's, it's big, big dogs, you know, like you're playing, you're playing hardball, you're playing, it's a business. It is it, you grow up. So, um, Let's see, I, my story can be long-winded or short, so I'll just wrap it because I really want to serve the space and I'll just say that we met young while I was in college, so his core years of the league was me a college student, his him in the NFL. Um, we had our first daughter, he retired, then we went through transition, and here we are about 11 years post-transition. So I can really speak into all elements of it, so I'm excited to just kind of see where we go today. Yeah, well, because that's what I wanted to say. Like I, So thinking about... You as a young woman, right, falling in love and then having your boyfriend go into the league where there is, I'm sure, just, you know, people all around. I mean, him getting this fame, right? Because he was, he was, um, I mean, on a, a really solid team. He was with the Colts, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you, young love, but then also I'm sure there was times where it was like, okay, okay, this is, I know this is the person I want to marry, but him also navigating. So that had to have been tough for him being like, okay, this is the woman I fell in love with, but you guys were so young and all the distractions that could have happened in there. So, I mean, where was your, I mean, and this is what I love this about this so much because where you are today, you know, coaching women all through this, you can really speak to them because you've navigated, you've done it. But like the, where was your mindset there? Like, I mean, were you someone that was like, okay, I know I'm just going to, you know, trust that this is where we're going to end up. Or was it, was it work? Was it like, okay, I really need to fight for this. Yeah. So this is such a big question. And honestly, this is not a plug at all. This is why I created her playbook, because it was like, there's so many depths to this. There's so many dynamics to this question. Um, But what I'll say on like the umbrella front and then kind of break it down is it's interesting. When my uncle, I was talking to him, um, he when I got married, we asked all the married couples to give their best marriage advice. And Um, I remember when I was talking to him, I started spewing these feelings of regret because kind of to what you said, you're like, you know, not only are you a young woman navigating who you are, but you're with this man who steps into status and fame and money and influence and all of these things. Yes. I, I mean, in hindsight today, when I look back and I think of how much I try to control and constrict and restrict my husband from being that young 20 something year old with all of that um, at his fingertips. I think, oh, I should have just let him do this and do that. But one of the things that my uncle said when I was spewing all this regret, because I'm like, I should have not been married and I'm going to teach my daughters not to be acting like they're married in college. And that's what I meant by that. Like, even though we were just in college and dating, I acted like I was his wife. You know, I did all these things where I was wifey and I like sewed up myself in the sense of like, I don't talk to boys and I don't go around. Like, I remember um, I was in a class full of athletes and I would make sure I wouldn't do any projects with them because I didn't want to be around book guys. And I did all these things that in hindsight, I thought were kind of dumb. My point of all of this is my uncle said something that really sat with me. He said, 
you can't live with regret because had you guys not done what you did, you might not be where you are today. Right. And so I, I think what my husband and I together did back then was we did set very, um, stark boundaries, if you will, to kind of protect ourselves, but they were also unhealthy. So I like now what I like to do is bring women in the middle ground because I, I like to paint this picture for 20 something year olds and say, um, like, I know you can't see it now because back then had a, had a 35 year old woman, which is me told me, you need to just chill. Let your man go to the club. Let him have fun. Let him do what he wants to do. I'd be like, you're crazy. No, I'm going to go through his phone. I'm going to, he can't do this. He can't do that. He can't go here. He can't go there. And that was me. And I couldn't see it. And I remember idolizing these older women who like didn't have that jealousy in them. Like it was like, it went away. And I'm like, I can't wait for the day that mine goes away. Cause it was killing me, but I didn't know how to get out of it. So to bring it back to your question, it was very challenging that honestly, I tell people all the time. I'm surprised we didn't go to jail. If I'm just being honest, I am surprised we didn't go to jail. Thank God it was 10, 11 years ago. Cause had we done the things we did back then today, absolutely would have been in jail just because we did stupid stuff like driving up the highway chasing each other in our cars and like getting out yelling like destroying i was destroying his property so when i think of all the things that i did out of this crazy rage of being jealous of going through his phone seeing who are you with what are you doing it tore me up for years and then the the part that i really try to save women from is it wasn't just those five years we were in the league it haunted us for the next 12 years of our marriage because i never healed i never dealt with it and i had ruined trust ruined respect ruined boundaries and so it was just a mess that we had to like do the the work to pick it up um but I want to stop to kind of turn it to you to see if something's coming up because because I can go deeper in that of how I did that or we can move on. So I kind of want to just turn it to you and see what. Yeah, well, because I, I but I just I love your honesty because I think it's so important for women to hear this. And I know Cynthia is broadcasting live in, in NFL thread where there's a lot of, of women that have gone through this and they maybe, you know, uh, wouldn't want to admit it or they'd be embarrassed about it. But it is important. And I think that that's what's so amazing what you're doing and how you have found, you know, your passion and your job and, and your coaching, because you're like, this is what I want to do. And I know Cynthia is going to jump up and talk for a second. Um, but that's, I think it's so important. So I love that you said that. And so anyone that's listening that you're like, okay, oh my God, I'm there. Contact Crystal because she has been through it. And again, you're going to be the, t- the person that's not saying this is what you need to do that you're going to tell them, I'm sure about your experiences and how you could have changed things a little bit. So um, thank you for sharing that because I know that's not easy. I know it's not easy, you know, as a, as a woman to say, you know, you weren't in a great place is not an easy thing. So I appreciate it. So Cynthia, do you want to jump up? Yes. Great. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. And, you know, when I think about it, you know, especially as veteran wives and, you know, even generations later, I feel like we are the gatekeepers to those younger women. And when we look back on it, I feel like those feelings of, you know, jealousy stem from insecurity. So I was curious as what do you tell the young girls when you're helping them through this time? How do you get them to take that focus away from everything that's happening in their man's life to what's happening inside of their soul that's making them feel that way or behave that way? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because I feel like the fluttering in my spirit of just um, that moment where I finally found the light, you know, out of that. And one of the things I would love to share in in response to that question is I had a really good, I have a really good husband, you know, like there's this really huge stereotype that all athletes cheat and all athletes, you know, have hoes. And I say that respectfully and that all athletes do this and do that. Right. And I realized post doing the work that I had bought into that stereotype and what we believe we create. And so because I started believing that I went and found evidence for it. So when I was going through his phone and I was seeing things, I was making up more to what was actually happening because I was going to be proving that that's what he was doing. But to go deeper into the insecurity thing, what I learned over the years um, that I really clung on to was it because because I, I would imagine women listening can kind of relate to this. It's like, yes, some of us do unfortunately have the guy who is cheating and who is stepping out. And I can help women with that as well. 
but um but for many who just have a good guy what i realized to what you said is it was all my insecurity for the most part it was me not having a sense of who i am and so i was so caught up and consumed in my husband's world that i didn't have a world of my own and so one of the things that saved me and i think that women sometimes miss misconstrue what I mean when I say this is like, I found something for myself. It doesn't mean you have to abandon ship and no longer be your man's number one fan or be in his corner all the time. It, it doesn't mean you have to even go start a business. It doesn't mean you have to leave being the, the homemaker. It just means you've got to find a focus outside of your man. Because what I learned was I put so much pressure on my husband, making him my everything. Like I literally, when I think back to my life, it was like waiting until they got out of practice and meetings. And I knew like by the hour, he should be arriving any minute and then I can start living. Like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna eat together? What show are we gonna watch? Are we gonna go? We used to have our Tuesday day off routine after meetings. And it was like, I didn't have anything outside of his schedule. So my whole life revolved around his schedule. And so when the schedule got tipped off, when he stayed late, cause he wanted to go eat with the DBs or when he was like, babe, I got caught up talking or da da da. I instantly projected that into like, what is he doing? Who is he with? He's probably cheating on me. And it was like, because I had nothing to hold on to, you know? So it was when I, what I tell women is take your focus away, like not your focus away from him, but put it into something, invest it into something else. And so those were the two things that saved me. It was finding my own focus, which became me. So I started becoming this like junkie of self-development and mindset and how can I become a better version of myself? And when I did that, that was when I got consumed with like all these revelations of where I was contributing to the problem, right? Because one thing that I realized was, just because we are we step into this one percent as athlete families doesn't take away the fact that we're still human and that we still have baggage and we still have childhood trauma and we still have wounds to heal and we're still bringing these things into the relationship that we get to work on so really channeling it, security came from finding my identity in god and realizing that and this i'll just say this and turn it back to you one of the things that I held on to and I still do to this day was God's got me. That's a motto that I said. I started realizing that, okay, if my husband is out there cheating or doing something, God is going to convict and correct him so much better than me. Like, And so I just started praying to God and saying, God, if you want to keep my marriage, this is where that bridge comes in between what do I do if he is cheating and or do I stay, do I go? Or, you know, he is young and I understand that there is temptation, but I don't want to be a dumb girl that just, and I'm, I'm, I'm not calling anyone dumb, but I'm saying this is language that we use. This is things I've heard through the grapevine of working with myself and other people is you don't want to be the air quote dumb girl who stays and turns your eye to the, the behavior but you also don't want to leave knowing that you guys are meant to be and so what I did was I had to fall to my knees and I said God if we're meant to be you handle him you convict him you send the people that will show him how to be a good man how to be a good husband how to fight temptation how to handle this huge um place of being an impactful, influential, good-looking, athletic, wealthy man. And um, I just trusted God more than I trusted my husband. And that changed everything. So if I could give one piece of advice from this, it would be that, like, if you want to stay, you have to realize you're going to have to surrender to a higher power. You're not going to be able to do it yourself because our flesh is going to fail us most of the time. You know, jealousy, insecurity, um, we're human. And so when you find your, your identity and your confidence in God and you know that God will carry you, that's when things began to shift. Okay. I wanted to say re really quickly that the one key thing that I love that Crystal said was we all have our own relationships to work on. And I thought that was really, really incredible. So go ahead there, Juliet. I was literally screaming in the background going, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Because what you guys were just saying, and there's a couple of things that I want to tie in because, you know, I know Cynthia now and I've inter, you know, have um, interviewed her as well. The key thing that you said, and I just invited you back to the uh, the video. Yep, there you are. Sorry for kicking you off there. <laughs> um, I was so excited. The key thing that Cynthia said, and that, I mean, that you said, and that Cynthia also has said is 
finding something for yourself. And it's so important. And I want, you know, even if you guys are not in the NFL and you're listening just as a woman, you have to do that. And that is what, if you do not have something for yourself, you're not living the life that you should live. And you're not doing the purpose that God, and as you said, that God gave you, God gives everyone there. Every single person out there has a purpose in life. You just have to sometimes listen and follow it. So I love that you said that. And I love that that's what you're teaching these women because it's such an important thing. And you know, when um, I interviewed Cynthia, that was what she had said too. She's like, I didn't have a purpose. And I could imagine um, you know, just thinking, cause obviously I'm not in the NFL, but having that where it's hard. Cause if you're, you're moving and you're getting picked up, you're like, well, how do I start something? Right. So if you're, you're never feeling like you're grounded cause you don't know if your husband's going to be transferred or your boyfriend's going to be transferred. If you're going to be, um, picking up and moving, it's probably sometimes a little, um, you know, I would think a little concerning, like, okay, well, if I start this, what if I can't finish it? Cause he gets transferred. So can you talk a little bit on that? Like, you know, I mean, and I'm sure that's something that's brought up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love. Um, I I was talking to a wife recently. Um, she and I are very A type, um, powerhouse, go get it done type of women, and not everyone's like that. And we both have navigated recently this season where we felt God telling us to chill. Like, and and I know for me, I realized that I was trying to find validation through doing something. So I was like, here I am just with this incredible man who's on Taco Bell cups and have, he's got contracts and he's on TV every week. And he's, he's, you know, like he's got all these accolades. He's in the Super Bowl, and I'm just me. And I was so insecure, even of like, the PR girls and the real estate agents and the all the women who had their thing, right? So to speak into purpose, one of the reasons why I want to bring it to this, this like where I'm at now and where I was then, back then I was super insecure because I thought I'm going to get traded in by this like bad A business baddie who's like doing it and has her own money. And I was triggered by all those songs that were like Miss Independent and all of that. And, and then but also wanting to be the homemaker and ha- and my husband would tell me like people would die to be in your shoes to stay home with your kids and not have to work so i had this complex of like feeling like i needed to be something but not feeling enough by just air quote just being home right and one of the things that i realized what i believe purpose is is i believe purpose is not a thing it's not what you do it's who you are and so your purpose is waking up every day and saying, I'm going to be the best version of myself. And so what I want to point out is I didn't find purpose when I went and did the thing. Like, let me tell you, if you're sitting around as a wife currently in the league and you're like, okay, when he retires, it's going to be my turn. We'll have more time to focus on me. I won't have to feel as guilty of like taking away focus from his career. And then you think that then you'll find your purpose. Your purpose is not a thing that you do. It's who you are. And so when I did the thing and I was pouring myself into my thing and I was I had a babysitter and my husband was retired and I was able to focus on Crystal, I still was unfulfilled and unhappy. It wasn't until... I realized that what I, this is what my belief is. Your purpose is God sending you to be a light to somebody else, period. So you can be a light when you pick up the phone and you talk to that girl back home from college or high school. You can be a light to your family member. You can be a light to the girls on the team. I, I think it's, it's, it's worth parking for a second and saying how many wives can relate to not feeling like you belong in the league because you are moving around so much or because you like, I know for me, I wasn't a wife. So I felt like I couldn't sit with the wives because the girlfriends were disposable. I was young. I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what to talk about. I mean, when I look at the woman I am right now, I'm like, I would have been rocking that league. I would have had my husband's jersey on sitting there. Hey girl, what's your name? How long have you guys been here? Da, 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 da. How many kids do you have? I didn't know how to talk back then. I was a mouse. I was mute because I was so embarrassed. I didn't know what to talk about. I didn't, I felt like I I was a broke college student. So even though my husband, my boyfriend had money, I didn't, I wasn't asking him to pay, to buy me everything. Like he shopped for me, but for me, a shopping spree was forever 21. So here I was sitting in my little forever 21 clothes. I'm like, I'm not wearing designer. I'm not good enough to sit with them. I mean, I had so many dynamics playing through my brain that I say all that to say that if you're hearing this, 
Your purpose may not be right now to pick up and start that business you want to start. And it might be, I don't know. Your purpose could be literally to just speak up at, at the game. And I'm going to share this and then I'll turn it back to you. I'll never forget. I, I don't know where I was when I learned it, but I'll never forget the moment I learned it. The guy, It was a guy teaching at a conference and he said something like, when you're in line at Starbucks or when you're, you know, for us sitting at the game next to a wife or you're in the family room sitting next to a girl and you might be looking at her like, dang, she's cute or she looks like she would be fun to hang out with or I wish I could do lunch with her or you see a group of girls over there and they're laughing or you see them on their Instagram hanging out and you wish that could be you. I, I remember he, he didn't say those examples, but I remember he used the Starbucks line example. He said, chances are when you're in line in Starbucks and the person in front of you is quiet and you want to speak to them, but you're like, well, they didn't speak to me. Chances are they're in their head saying, I wish I could speak to that person or I wish they would speak to me. So my point is, is like, if you're if you're in my shoes because some wives are very outgoing very like energetic very social and you can't relate to what i'm saying but i'm speaking for the women who are like me if you if that's you push yourself to just speak next time ask a question where hey where do you like i don't know like come up with something you know where did you guys come from where did you meet your husband like something and i don't know it feels weird to even be saying this because i can't even relate to this like this crippledness but i this was me back then i will tell you i was the girl who brought my own friends to the games i wasn't going to talk to the wives because i was too ashamed so to tie that back to purpose and turn it back to you I, I'll say that I believe purpose is, is just, um, focusing on every day. God, how will you use me today? How can I be a better version of myself? And, um, I'll, I, I said, I was going to turn back, but I, something came through that I wanted to say about when my husband was playing because I was so consumed with what he was doing and where he was at and who he was with. And I mean, I was obsessive with that. Like that was my only focus. Unless he was with me, I was obsessing. I missed an opportunity to be purposeful of being my husband's support, his peace, his rock. And so he numbed out. He numbed out on his video games, on you know other things because I wasn't his piece. I was constantly nagging him and questioning him and why did you come home late and how come blah, 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 and blaming him for I'm just I just sit at home all day and I don't have anything to do. And so if you can relate to any of that, I would just say navigating your purpose in a time where you feel like maybe you can't do something because you're not rooted. Start just focusing on you and asking God, what can I do right now? And when you pray those prayers and you, you're really intentional about them to listen and hear him speak, you'll start to see the signs of where God wants you to be right now. I love that. I love that. You know, and I think the one of the things that you touched on, and I totally believe that, and you know, some people are, you know, don't um, believe as much in God, but you could, you could think about it as the universe, right? There, whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in God, everyone does have a purpose. You're not just here on earth just to, you know, kind of go through the motions. And one thing that I think I heard you say somewhere before, and I know that um, Tommy Vincent and Dominique also both touched on this, and this is what I love because I have the same exact philosophy is, and I think when you said that is, you know, there's times where we think that we have to do it all. And especially as women, right? We think we have to do it all because that's what society said. I've told this story before, you know, when I had my first child, I could have went back to work and I thought I had to go back work, but all I've ever wanted to be at that moment when I first had my child is, is be a mom. Like I was so excited to be a mom, but I felt almost, and I was never had like insecure stuff, but the, I remember that one time being like, wait a second you know, someone just said, oh, you just want to be a mom. And I was like, well, that's like a mom is a huge thing. But I let myself question it. And I almost went back to work in into the city, leaving my child with someone else because I thought that that's what I should do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my sister said to me, what will make you the best mom and wife? And I said, I didn't even, I didn't even stop. I said, staying home. And she goes, well, you just, you just answered because we had kids at the same time, but she could work one day a week. I was literally traveling and going all, you know, doing all these crazy things with work. And I said, you're right. And my husband was like, I'll support you either way. I, and then when I said it, he's like, I'm happy that you're staying home. And I'm like, so am I. And yes, not everyone has that luxury, right? We don't all have that luxury, but I think it's really important because of the society. And it's wonderful, right? That we do have so many choices now as women, but it is really also important is we don't have to do it all at once. 
There's yeah. times we all have their seasons for everything, right? And that's what I love about your journey because there's been seasons, right? You were meant to do this in one season, this in another season, just like football, right? There's different seasons. And now the season in life that you're in, you're able to be the voice for those women that don't know what to do. So I love that you found this. I love that you're here able to talk to us about it because again, it, it, we, we, we shouldn't all have to do it all. We, we yeah. shouldn't have to do it all. So I would love for you to touch on that. Yeah, I, w I always tell women that I'm speaking to in different circles that I wore that cape, that superwoman cape with so much pride. And I'll never forget a mentor of mine said, you're, you, you're superwoman, but superwoman is boring if you're doing life alone. And I was like, whoa, like, and that really hit me. And um, I remember the day that I surrendered, but that I realized I'm so burnt out because I'm trying to be this perfect wife, this perfect mother, this perfect everything, saying yes to everything. Yes, I'll be the soccer mom. Yes, I'll be the, the room mom. Yes, I'll be PTA mom. Yes, I'll be... But yes, I'll all these things. And I'll never forget when I realized I don't have to do anything to validate myself. And that was one of the things I was getting at when I said that I grinded into the ground because I was trying to be this like independent woman. And, and one of the biggest things that I learned was communicate with your partner. Ask your partner what is important for them. What, what do they want of you? Um, you know, so if you are desiring to go and start a business, but you're afraid that your husband does want you to be home and be the one cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids. What I did, because that was my husband's very traditional, very old fashioned. And I'm very I came from a single mom who I saw her do it all. And that was the, the picture of what I thought I was going to be. And so I remember when I had that itch to to do more than just be a stay-at-home mom, which I don't say just as if it's just anything. Like I say that with so much respect. Um, I remember us communicating and this huge relief because I was like, oh, he doesn't mind that he doesn't care that I cook every meal. He just wants a meal ready. Like it's important to him that after a long day of work, he's not coming home. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about because this was happening. I was forgetting about dinner. Laundry was piling up. I was asking him to pick the kids up from school because I was so head down in my projects. And so when I was letting all the balls drop, then I got resentment towards him. Like, oh, you just are this patient patriarchal controlling husband who thinks the woman is supposed to do everything. And then I went through that and it was like, no, I just, I want food. Like I'm, you know, and so when we just talked about it, then I was like, okay. And I got help. And again, not everyone has the luxury, but just speaking to our, our audience, not counting your pockets because not all NFL family is just rich up the yin yang. I'll be the first to say that, but I did have the luxury of being able to hire some help. So I hired a babysitter part-time. And I hired someone to cook a couple of meals a week. And it was important that I was cooking for my husband and teaching my kids how to cook. So I don't, I don't not cook all the time, but some days. And so I created this routine where it was like, these are my working days. These are the days I'm gonna have a babysitter. I'm gonna have help with food. And then, you know, I was able to like free some, some space up. So you have to just find what works for you. But my favorite um, motto is you can have it all. You can't do it all. Um, and yes, then I've I love that. Heard, I've also heard um, you can have it all, just not all at once, which is like what you just said. Right. And so um, there's also the, the thing of seasons. Um, you know, sometimes I, I get in seasons and my husband knows now he's like, oh, this is a season. I'm like, yes. And what that means is just, the, the laundry might pile up for a couple of weeks or, you know, I might not be cooking elaborate meals. It might be the quick, like go to freezer, like Trader Joe meals or something, you know, because I'm, I'm spending extra time on X, Y, Z, but I make sure that it's a season and I, I always got to pull my pendulum back in. Yes. And I, and, and, you know, I think another thing that's important is, is for us to know our strengths and weaknesses, right? So I am a great mom. I'm a great wife. I am a terrible homemaker. I am not good in the kitchen and I don't want to be. I choose not to be. I don't enjoy cooking and I'm really bad at laundry. I'm I, I'm good at doing it, but I, I'm not great at folding it. And now the kids are older. So I'm like, okay, guys, guess what? This is your job, right? Because we all have things that we, you know, when, when the kids say, and I'm sure your kids have said this, I don't want to do it. I don't like to do it. And I will say to them, do you, 
do, do you think I like doing laundry? Do you, do you think I like doing dishes? Like, no, I don't like to do any of that. Sometimes we need to do it because that is our role in the house today. But we all are a family and we all can work together. Yeah. And I think that's as a family grows, it's important. So that thing when you said about communication is so important because my husband's a great cook and it's same. He's like, you know, would come home from a long day at work in New York City and I would have, you know, like <laughs> we called it chicken surprise because it was really just chicken and whatever I could find in the refrigerator. I just throw it all together and it would like put it in there. Very healthy, but so bland. Um, but he was like, I appreciate it because I know you don't enjoy doing it, but I'm just, I'm hungry. So I just want something. And so they want to feel like they are working hard, but they also have a spouse or a partner or someone that's in it with them right? Yep. It's not just them and us as women, the same. We want to feel like we, we have it, you know, someone with us. And I'm going to pause for a second because Tommy Vincent said something that was just so amazing. She said, like, if you want your husband to help or you want your, you know, or your husband wants you to help or something, ver vice versa, you have to let them do it the way they do it best, right? Because if you start trying to control them to do something different and you're like, well, I don't like how you're putting the kids to bed, you're going to alienate. Right. And I remember there was times when the kids were little, that was like my job. And I did. And I now look back, I actually, after that interview, I said to my husband, you know, I'm sorry, I think I, there was a couple of times I alienated you because I wanted it done my way because this was my job. I'm home. I'm doing it this way. And we can't really do that because we are in a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. When you, let it, that was incredible. When I realized I didn't have to do it all. I, I actually joked with my husband several times. Like, I think I swung the pendulum really far over the other side. Once I realized, cause I'm like, okay, you know what? I actually think you're better at all the homemaker things than I am. So yeah. you got it. You got bedtime, you, you know, but yeah, like he, yes. most part, my husband actually is the one who initiates and completes bedtime. Cause I'm terrible. At it. And the reason why I'm terrible at it is because I'm not the best at following through with structure and he's great. Most athletes are, especially if you make it to the league, you know how to follow a schedule. You know how to be disciplined. Not me. I'm like, oh, well, they were watching a show. Let them finish the show. Who cares? It's bedtime. Or I'm like, well, yeah, I let them have candy before bed. I, you know, like I'm all over the place where my husband is like, babe, it's bedtime. You're letting them eat candy at 930 and they're supposed to be in bed at eight. And I, you know, so when I realized that he's better at that, I took his his lead. I let him lead. And I didn't feel like a guilty mom that my husband was the one doing bedtime. That's not like what makes a good mom, you know? And so, yeah, I just, uh, and, and I, one of the things that I wanted to share for, for the women who are going to go into tr transition or who are there, this was something that my husband revealed to me kind of recently. And I was like, whoa. So when we were in the league, I was getting up crack of dawn, making sure he had breakfast. I made sure dinner was hot and ready when he walked through that door. I mean, if everything was like, you're the master, you're the breadwinner, you're the man, you know? And it was like everything we, I bowed down to him. Well, when over the years, again, we've been in transition 11 years. So over the, the years, we, our roles have kind of neutralized and we're pretty equal when it comes to like our roles in the home and like all the things. And I realized I wasn't doing that. I didn't have that, you know, they say keep that energy, right? And so what I want to share is like, notice if you lose that energy because my husband took offense to that. He was like, he went every now and then I would get up and I would do breakfast before he left for work. And he would be like, I really appreciate it because it makes me feel like you still value what I do today. Like you did back then when I was in the league. And I was like, ouch, like I didn't realize, you know, that I, I, changed my sentiment. So just wanted to share that if anyone can relate, because I totally didn't have the same energy or regard for his current career path as I did when he was playing in the league. It was like, he was like this trophy that I had to preserve where now I'm like, yeah, you're a regular guy. You go to work. Like, you know, not that his work is even regular, but anyway, so I just wanted to share that if it can help anyone. No, it, I'm sure that's huge. And I'm going to, Cynthia, do you want to jump up and, and share anything right now? Because I, I know we just talked about a lot yeah. and I'm sure you're back there going, oh my gosh. Yes, oh yeah. Gonna, we I'm definitely love to touch on this. Yeah. Crystal, I, the, all the nuggets that you're hitting on right now, is so important and I just love that. And I, I'm just, this is amazing. Um, well, I love that you said that because we actually had a really nice conversation about transition a few days ago where we were, you know, we were talking about how the fact that you thought, oh, with him out of the game, now it will be time to focus on me and it'll just be all about me. But it isn't so, and we all know that, that have been through it. And I just am really excited for you to share 
you know, what you went through in transition and what you learned in transition and how you got to be where you are now based on it for any of those girls that are out there right now, just heading in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember when we talked about this, one of the things that I was sharing with you that I, I wanted to share here was when I look back at transition, you know, 10, 11 years ago, I was so ready selfishly that I wasn't grieving leaving the league. Like I, I like admire the women who are like, dang, like my husband's like closing this chapter and they feel for him. I was so selfish that I was like, yes, we're done. No more groupies, no more NFL title. We're done with that. No more this, no more that. Like we can close that chapter and run far away from it. I mean, that's how much I was wrapped up in it. And I, I love when people are like, I don't relate to them. Like, God bless you. Like it's, it's a blessing that you don't have that intense insecurity and like obsession that I, that I was, but I, I always say I have to speak for those women who do, cause we do exist. Right. But my point is, is when transition hit, it wasn't until, cause I'm doing the work now in the last five years, it wasn't until I started doing work that I realized I never acknowledged my husband's transition season ever. Like I didn't, I didn't have any regard for what he was closing. And so what I will say to women as you enter transition that it is this dance of grieving. And I'm sure many women grieve. What I did grieve was I loved, I actually loved living in different cities. I was like, dang, I, we, he was getting ready to go to another team. And I was looking forward to living in another city. You know, like I, I was so excited. So I did grieve elements of like the perks and like, you know, the moving and the, you know, just the lifestyle. You do grieve that. But I didn't, I didn't grieve it in the way of like putting myself in my husband's shoes to know he's closing a chapter that for many of these guys, they opened when they were eight, nine, 10, 11, maybe even younger, five, maybe. I don't know when, you know, these guys start flag football or whatever, but for some, their whole life pretty much, right? And so the danger there is they do go through major identity. Um, you know, I hate to bring up the grave subject, but the CTE and the, the um, you know, the depression and the, the spiraling, a lot of it happens when they retire because it's like the league keeps them occupied and plugged in. But when they unplug from that, this is when you start to see um, many of these symptoms start to start up. Many of the um, just the the down days and the, the the unknowingness. And so what I would say to the women is it's it's another form of sacrifice as a wife. It just is like it, it's another form of holding your man high and being a, a beacon of light for him and and supporting him. And I know for me, like at night when my husband's going to bed and he's, you know, there was nights where he would fall asleep and I'd be like, you just fell asleep on me. Blah, blah, blah. And like, then I learned, like, I just would lay my hand on his head and I would just pray for him. Like God, and, and I do want to acknowledge, I know not everyone is a God faith believer. I, my philosophy is we all came the same way and we're going to go the same way. So again, whatever you believe in, but for me, it's prayer. And, and if, if, if that's not for you, then, you know, you can just disregard that part, part and maybe like transition that into thinking, how can I um, speak life into this man? Right. So you're, you're, you want to acknowledge him. I just want to put that on the table because I skirted right past that. I had no regard. So acknowledging it, maybe talk to other wives who have gone through it and ask what they did. Like maybe you throw a party for him. I don't know. I don't know what they want. I, I didn't acknowledge it. So I can't teach you about that, but I can just say that it meant a lot when I realized it. And then I said something to my husband, like, wow, I'm sorry. I wasn't there for you. Now being there for yourself, um, again, it goes back to not putting yourself on the shelf even right now. So you don't want to live in this mindset of like, when this, then that I call that if then syndrome, like, like find what you can do right now and then plan. Uh, you know, one thing I didn't do, um, while we were in the league was plan for transition. I was one of those players. Uh, we were those, that couple that didn't even look past the year, past the season. We weren't looking past what life was going to look like. Now he did put money away. You know, we have been surviving um, post-league because he did do things like that, but, but we didn't plan. So one of the things when it came to like, it's my turn is like, how can you communicate? I think that's just the biggest thing is just communicate with your man. He may not even know what he needs. So I think a lot of what women miss is giving space 
Like we take quiet as like, what's wrong with you? I need answers. I need you to talk to me. Sometimes they don't know what they need. They don't know what they want. They just need that space. So give them their space, give them their time to just maybe do nothing. Have like, I also didn't think about they're on a regimen for years. I mean, a regimen, they, they're like, I know my husband talks about the fear of missing an alarm because you don't want to miss a meeting, right? And so give them that space to just veg out if they, that's what they want to do. Um, and then for you, just continuing, that's why I'm saying start that now. Don't wait till transition to just have your outlet, have your communities, have your, whether it's a Bible study or like a program, like what I do, or a conference you look forward to going to or a baby project that you work on. Just have your outlets that when your man needs his space, you're not like taking it personal that he doesn't want you there. Right. Um, so, th so that would be that. I, I mean, I can talk so much about transition cause that's been the biggest chunk of our, um, you know, our journey. Um, but I would just say, um, also I'll just say planning, like we didn't plan financially. So we planned financially in the sense of like, um, setting money up for investments, but we didn't plan to like, like I'll say when we were in the league, we didn't know what budgeting was. Like if we wanted it, we got it. But if you keep that behavior at post league and your, your paychecks don't match league checks, it will catch up to you. So our family grew, you know, we only had one child when he was in the league. We have five children. Now we live in Southern California. When he was in the league, we lived in States that were half the cost of California living. So there was a lot of things we didn't plan for that financial transition hit us hard because we, we, we didn't learn to budget until we had to learn to budget and you don't want to be forced to learn to budget. So just putting that out there, that statistics of um, not divorce that's high too, but um, losing your, your money is very high as well. So just not to be like a grave messenger, but just to be a realist, right? Of like planning for how will you comfortably transition from that, that luxury of just being able to do what you want to do. Um, cause it is hard to transition. It's hard to go out to eat and not want to pay for everybody or not want to, um, just buy any and everything because you're not looking 10, 15 years down the road, but we have a lot of life to live left. So I'll stop there. Cause like I said, I can talk on and on and on and on about. No, I love it. And I, I believe what you're saying is, you know, be really proactive active about your transition while you're playing. So as the woman, you want to plan for what it is that, what is your passion so that when he loses his and he slipped, you're, you're there continuing on with yours so that your focus is still on you now. While it is still on him in transition, it isn't just everybody staring at him like, what are we going to do now? You know, you're yeah. still doing your thing. And even you're right, financially preparing for a transition is so smart even as an individual, even as a woman on your own saying, I'm going to put this away for that time when we're in transition to maybe jumpstart your own business or just to let it grow, you know? So it's all great advice that I'm sure you're sharing with these younger girls or these transitioning women who are younger girls. I mean, they're, most of them are in their early thirties transitioning yeah, take out. Take advantage of your resources and your network. Like it reminds me of like mm -hmm. what they say with college, you know, you go to college and you have a network for life same thing with the league, but it does change. Like, like the, the further out you get from the league, especially depending on what level player your, your husband is like, you're, you're not going to be able to pull the league card forever. Um, I mean, we're in a place now where my husband likes to not be identified as an athlete, but, but you like, we don't, a lot of people we know now don't even know that my husband played in the NFL. And that's a very interesting thing. But I say that to say that when I look at the things that I'm doing, I definitely, if I knew what I know now back then, I would have been saying like, how can I utilize the resources and the networks at my fingertips while I have access to them? So there's just something to be said about that. Not everyone knows what to do with them, but if you're in a position where you want to, but you're just afraid, I would say push past that fear and and speak up and, and ask around, talk to wives, just like listen to what people are doing and how they're utilizing their resources. Cause the NFL has a lot to offer that I think a lot of people sleep on because they're either afraid to ask or they don't know it exists. Exactly. You know, it's really interesting to me because, you know, back in the day, it really did feel like when we were done, we just kind of fell into that black hole. But I feel like that, and you know, the NFL is just doing amazing things, especially now with the player portal, because you'll be on the player portal, you know, it's players.nfl.com. And if any of the girls don't know about it, 
it's important to get on the minute that you're in the league because what they have done now is it trans it transitions right into legends. So you never miss a beat on any of the resources that are available to you. And a lot of them deal with transition, starting your business, you know, the, you know, career job shadowing. And I, we didn't have that, you know, so I just am so excited about it now that, you know, they, they've done such a great job, just carrying it, carrying the torch over into transition and, and life after. Yeah, that's incredible. Definitely. Mm -hmm. That. As the girlfriend, I knew nothing of what was happening. So I would say, like, <laughs> you are a girlfriend, just speak up. I, I tell all the girlfriends, I'm like, sis, you are laying down with this man. You are being, you're playing wifey. You get to reap the benefits of, of that. It, I ring or no ring. That's just my philosophy. Not everyone may agree with it, but and and I don't mean girlfriend like your five days. I mean if you're actively like side by side with that man, you know, like, you know, your role, you know, your, your wifey. I, I, it's just a thing. I think everyone knows what I mean by that, but um, yeah. Speak Juliet? up. Juliet. Oh, Cynthia. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, say. I'm sure yeah. you jump on. I do. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to uh, pull, you can pull yourself off and I'm pulling myself up. I would love, um, cause I know we're coming to the end, but I would love for you to talk a little bit more about um, her playbook and what you're doing with all of that, just so people know where to find you. If you guys see the fortune cookie here, you can see Crystal's Instagram. Um, and Crystal, if you can just like shout out, but I would love for you to just touch a little bit about that. And um, I, I mean, this is just so amazing because you're helping so many women right now out there uh, really like think, right? Because I know when Cynthia said she jumped off the call with you, it was so cool because she's like, it got us both thinking back, right? Because when you're out of it, you don't always think. Uh, you don't think back about the women that are in it. So I love that you're doing this for the women that are in the NFL right now, for the rookie, you know, um, spouses, for the girlfriends, for the transitioning, you know. Uh, so I think it's so important that you guys, um, you know, share these stories. So that's why I love Fireside so much. But one of the things I've always said to Cynthia is it's fascinating to me as, um, I don't want to say like a lay, lay person, but like a person not, <laughs> I don't even know what the word to use, but a non-NFL spouse, um, just to hear this because there's also so many stereotypes, right, about you guys and about, oh, you know, that everyone has money and everyone has this. And then when you really think about it, it's really tough at times. Yes, you're going to have your great times, but just like life, we all have our good times. We all have our bad times. But um, transitioning through that, so I would love for you to touch on you know, her playbook and how you are uh, actively helping the NFL spouse girlfriend right now, please. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for acknowledging that because that was a huge thing that I carried throughout the league life and transition was this guilt. It, it really put a wedge between me and my non-pro wifers. And, but then I also had a wedge between me and the fellow pro-wifers. So I felt very isolated because I felt like I can't complain about my problems to people because people are looking at me like, oh, boo-hoo, you sitting in your million-dollar home with your big old ring and your nice cars and your blah, 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 blah. And they, you know, you just feel like you you can't safely vent. So anyways, yes, and we do have it, problems and, and life is just as hard for people in the league as it is people not in. And I think we're way more, and I think I know we're way more alike than we are different. Um, but yeah, so, and I love that you just said that because that's so true. And that's what people need to, to think about. Like, as you just said, yes, you might have money. But it doesn't mean that you still don't have problems because oh, we yeah. all, I mean, yeah. that we all have problems, right? If we did, if we didn't have problems, life would just be this. And, and as you said about God, I believe in God as well. <laughs> and I believe, you know, that again, we all have a purpose, but God also gives you what you can handle. And all of those things that he gives you are what makes you learn right? It makes you stronger and it makes you um, get to a point like I am 47 and the things that I think about, you know, what I went through or, you know, ups and downs. And I'm like, ah, that's why that happens, right? There's always a meaning for everything. So you just have to sometimes, as I say this on every show, we all need to pause and listen and watch around us. You know, like if we're all going straight ahead and not looking behind us or the side of us, sometimes life is passing you by. So um, I would love, again, for you to jump into this and share with people how they can find you and what this, you know, uh, her playbook is. Yeah, thank you. So um, I I looked, I did her playbook as a play on words. Um, play stands for passion, purpose, pleasure, love, awareness, and youthfulness. And I believe play is our compass um, to winning at life. And I played up on, 
um, the fact that our men have a playbook. They have a playbook. Uh, like I watch my husband, I watch my brother. Now my nephew study plays playbooks um, to win in the game of football. And so I transferred that concept and I'm like, our men have head coaches, assistant coaches, position coaches, strength and conditioning coaches, health coaches, rehab. I mean, they have someone guiding them through every element and they're the talent, they're the athlete, but they need a, a group of people supporting them and helping them away. They also have teammates. They also have camaraderie with their brotherhood of their team. And so I have this vision of creating a safe space, not that there aren't already a lot of safe spaces in the league circles. That's not, it wasn't to reinvent the wheel. It was to hone in on for the wife or the woman who wants to have the playbook to winning in the relationship because I sat in a room and before I was doing life coaching and it was just mindset, self-development. So the basis of my work is just being the best version of yourself. So I'll tell you whether you're an athlete wife or not, whether you are in a toxic relationship like I was or not, you will benefit because the principles that I teach are very foundational. They're just basic principles to be a good human. However, what I, what I started feeling the call towards was specific. I did a lot of business coaching and marketing and I learned that what who is my avatar? Like who's the person that I can help the most? And I said, she's an athlete wife, just like I was. Because you look at, I've turned my pain into my platform. So when I look at my most painful places, it was an insecure, jealous, toxic NFL wife. And there's more of us than you know, because we'd wear masks really well, but I'm here being a stand for the women who from the outside looking in, have it all together. You post the nice date nights, the great trips, you got your man, you're at every game, but behind closed doors, you're fighting after every game, you're fighting after every date night, you guys are not communicating, sex is not what it used to be, communication is not what it should be, because you have these wedges of unhealed baggage, maybe from a past mistake, um, from, again, many women face infidelity at some degree because of the nature of the business that our men are in. And so I'm here to be a vessel of support for the women who want the playbook of how I went from toxic, jealous, insecure, broken, not having a path of purpose to powerful, confident, um, supportive of my husband and having a not perfect, but thriving relationship that now I'm breaking generational curses for my children. Um, and so I really just wanted to, to create that playbook. So um, the work that we do inside of her playbook is we, we strip down and we find the blocks of where is that insecurity coming from? Because it's not always from the man. It's, it's being triggered by something. Um, what are your goals? What are your visions? It's kind of hard to explain what the program is because it's so diverse. And I have women come in and then they end up doing better in business, being better mothers, better relationships, because you really are just like stripping your crap off the outside and like dealing with the inside and dealing with the you in, in there, right? So um, it's a it's a three month program that I do every quarter and I love to bring women through there. So that's that. Um, if you are interested in, in looking at that, I actually have an orientation. I always open up the first call for women so you can come. It's next Tuesday, September 14th, and you can just get on the call. Just message me, get in touch with me on Instagram or however you can reach me. Um, and I'll give you the Zoom code. You can come and just check it out and see if it feels like a fit. But outside of that, I also have her playbook, the podcast. I do tons of stuff for free. I pretty much do everything I do for free. But then if you pay to work with me, it's just paying for that accountability to like match what I'm teaching to like me, like hold you really accountable. Cause it's easy to listen to something and be inspired or read something and be like, oh, okay. But then to actually put it in play, that's that's a challenge right so um so i do lots of stuff for free so please feel free if i resonated with you today to connect on instagram is where i live i post everything there and then um my podcast as well um and yeah that's that's i love it well i think and also what you said is it's the accountability right we all do better when we have support and accountability and sometimes a therapist is a little intimidating. And so people don't know where to jump and they're like, they need something, right? So like if you right now, if, if you're feeling unsettled, you're in the league, you're a wife, you're a spouse, 
um, you're a girlfriend and you're feeling unsettled. You're just like, you know, I don't, I wake up sometimes with like the butterflies or stomach in my pit and you don't really know what it is. You have to reach out to Crystal um, because she obviously has been through it and has come on the other side because of all the hard work that you have done for yourself, right? I mean, it, you have done so much work to kind of get yourself where you are. And so I just, I love that. And I just, I thank you so much for joining, um, you know, YNS uh, Live with NFL Thread. Uh, Cynthia and I just love hearing these stories and being able to give you guys a platform. And I don't mean to say you guys, but again, <laughs> I'm not an NFL spouse. Um, but, you know, the NFL spouse, a platform to be able to share their stories and get the word out and help a little bit more behind the scenes and in front of the scenes because you don't have to do it alone. And as you said, there was times where you felt alone because you didn't know where to go. So we just want to get the word out. So anyone that's listening, share this episode. You can do it if you go to any of the, the social media. If you go to my social media, you can find it in my bio. But I've shared it in Instagram, um, I've in stories. I've shared it on Facebook. I've shared it in Twitter. I've shared it on LinkedIn. You can share that episode and people can listen in. But you can also become members of Fireside by, again, clicking the link in, in any of the bios. And if you guys have questions, you can reach out to Crystal, uh, as she said, on Instagram. If you can't you know, figure that out and you know when Cynthia or I, you can also reach out to us. But Crystal, thank you so much for, for joining. Cynthia, thank you again for finding another amazing NFL spouse. Um, With for pleasure. The show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Crystal. I would just say thank you for everyone who, who tuned in and who's listening and who might share this because I know our cup is full to be able to do this and serve. So thank you, Julia and Cynthia, for, for the opportunity and for the platform. It's amazing what you're doing. Great. Thank you so much. All right. So I'm going to bring little, I'm going to bring the weight bot up. And again, guys, um, share this episode and Crystal, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.